Welcome to the Thumb Body Show, where we prove that even your thumb can change the world. That's impossible. Join host Jimmy Gibson as we explore the zany world of entrepreneurship and personal branding. We'll cover topics like storytelling, public speaking, writing your first book, content creation, and video, and occasionally... Our host may even perform a few magic tricks for you. But don't worry, we're not all business. Oh no. Oh no. We like to have a little fun and embrace our inner weirdness. Are you ready to unleash your inner thumb entrepreneur? That's that's not even a word. Ready to make a difference in the world? This is the show for you. Join us on the Thumbbody Show and let's spread the power of one of a kindness. What does that even mean? You're not a nobody. You're a somebody. You're a thumbbody. All right, welcome to the Thumbbody Show, where we explore the busy intersection of personal branding and entrepreneurship. This is episode 19. I'm your host, Jimmy Gibson, and today we're diving into the fascinating world of memory and the impact our beloved technology has on it. Get ready for a two-part episode that's going to take your memory skills to the next level. Welcome to the Better Memory Masterclass. I'm here to remind you that you are Thumbbody special. Yep, by now you should be fully in the know about the Thumbbody brand and the backstory. No? Invest another 10 minutes in episode number one. The story is there. I'm bringing back a brand from my childhood that was abandoned in the late 1970s. On the Thumbbody show, we're all about spreading the power of one of a kindness. We believe that everyone has unique gifts and talents that can be used to make a positive impact in the world. Now, you might be wondering, why on earth is memory mastery important for entrepreneurs and personal branding? Well, my friends, let me tell you. Memory is the secret sauce that can elevate your game in the business world and set you apart from the crowd. But before we dive into the magic of memory, let me talk about the not-so-magical phenomenon called digital dementia. It's a term coined by German neuroscientist Manfred Spitzer, and it's all about the potential harm of relying too much on technology. According to Spitzer, our excessive use of digital devices could actually lead to a decline in cognitive abilities akin to what we usually associate with brain injuries. Ouch. Studies have shown that relying heavily on technology can hinder our problem-solving abilities. It's like handing the keys to our brains over to gadgets and saying, eh, you figure it out. We need all the problem-solving power we can get. We're constantly facing new challenges, overcoming obstacles, and finding innovative solutions, and that's where our memory comes into play. Imagine being able to recall important business strategies, think on your feet during critical moments, and come up with creative solutions to complex problems. It's like having a superhero cape draped over your shoulders. In part one of our Better Memory Masterclass, we're going to dive deep into the fascinating science of memory, uncovering the secrets on how our brain encodes, stores, and retrieves information. And hey, we'll even bust some myths along the way. 
In part two, we'll bridge the gap between memory mastery and entrepreneurship and personal branding. We'll explore practical techniques to remember crucial business details, ace those networking events, and create a personal brand. So whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur with big dreams or someone looking to level up their personal brand, this two-part masterclass is tailored for you. Let's get started with The Thumbbody Show. And now, and, and, and now, our special segment. It's what you've been waiting for. Today, I'm taking you through a masterclass for improving your memory. With your improvement in memory, you're also going to improve your creative problem-solving abilities. Uh, I recorded this masterclass a few years ago, and I thought it would be a perfect session for the Thumbbody Show. When thinking about my personal brand, I wanted to improve my memory. Believe me when I say that remembering names will serve you well. Someone's name is their favorite word to hear. Remember someone's name and they'll feel special and transfer warm and fuzzy feelings towards you and your brand. Now, we're not going to get to the name remembering technique until part two of the Better Memory Masterclass, but let me give you a little bit about what to expect from the first part of the Better Memory Masterclass. This is going to be entertaining as well as educational. However, don't expect a lightning bolt to shoot down at the end of this and grant you a perfect memory. You'll learn some valuable techniques, but realize that learning one trick won't solve all your memory issues. You'll need to work at it. You'll need to practice what you learn, and you'll need to realize there are different techniques for remembering names, lists, birthdays, and appointments. Now, that's just a disclaimer to make you realize that what you learn will most likely change the way you think, but you'll have to be creative and rehearse what you've learned. The great part about that is every minute of every day, our brains are cataloging and processing new things to remember. These techniques are things you can practice driving down the road, waiting in a doctor's office, or as you go to sleep at night. You may hear references to playing a CD or referencing a group of people. I haven't edited the original recording. Just realize the context of a seminar from more than a few years ago. In session number one, I'll teach you a technique you can start using today. In session number two, I'll build on your foundational exercises and give you some more brain exercises to practice. Let's get started with the Better Memory Masterclass. Hi, and thanks for making the commitment to improve your memory. We're going to learn a lot, it will be very interactive, and you're going to learn secret tips and techniques that will improve your memory. Hi, my name is Jimmy Gibson, and I'm very excited to be your guide through this memory seminar. Now, do I have a superhuman photographic memory? Was I born with some memory gene that sets me apart from the rest of humanity? Quite the opposite. I was never taught the memory skills that you'll be learning today. I was always cramming for tests while in school. Of course, forgetting what was in my head seconds after turning in my work. Then I started in the business world and was faced with remembering important meeting dates, company and client information, client names, email addresses. The more business presentations I attended, the more I was horrified at the number of people who relied on a computer presentation or read from notes that tied them to a podium. I thought there's got to be a better way. So I studied just about everything I could on memory, how it works, and what I could do to bring these skills into my everyday world. 
Now, a recent survey identified that 9 out of 10 people would like to improve their memory. It also said that 6 out of 10 people can remember a recent situation where they walked into a room and forgot why they were there. All right, what to expect from this seminar? This is going to be entertaining as well as educational. However, don't expect a lightning bolt to shoot down at the end of this and grant you a perfect memory. We'll learn some valuable techniques, but realize that learning one trick won't solve all your memory issues. You'll need to work at it. You'll need to practice what you learn, and you'll need to realize that there are different techniques for remembering names, lists, birthdays, and appointments. All right, have I bummed everyone out? That's just a disclaimer to make you realize that what you learn will most likely change the way you think, but you'll have to be creative and rehearse what you've learned. The great part about that is that every minute of every day, our brains are cataloging and processing new things to remember. Now, these techniques are things that you can practice driving down the road, waiting in the doctor's office, or as you go to sleep at night. One more disclaimer. Memory lapses are normal. You may be frustrated with the fact that you can't remember someone's name five seconds after they're introduced. You may have trouble forgetting an item or two at the store on a regular basis. You know what? These are just part of life. Your stress level, diet, lack of sleep can all cause memory moments. However, certain medications and medical conditions can create severe memory impairment and you should talk with your doctor about sudden changes that you're experiencing. There. I think we've gotten through all the fine print. What are we going to learn? Well, the number one most requested thing that people ask me about is remembering people's names. That's right. It seems that we just can't understand why, literally, five seconds after someone introduces themselves, we've lost the name. Where did it go? Jeez, I wish everyone were wearing a name tag. This is embarrassing. All right, I'll just avoid talking with them the rest of the night. Yes, we'll cover this in a little bit. All right, tonight we're going to learn easy techniques for, number one, a to-do list, number two, a grocery list, number three, those annoying absent-minded problems of, where did I leave my keys? Why did I walk in this room? Or those cases when somebody asks you to remember something for them. And then, yes, we're going to tackle that name problem. Now, if we didn't cover one of your memory issues in the list, don't worry. These techniques can be translated into many different applications for daily use. All right, there's just a few ground rules. This is a memory seminar. We will be using the brain. It's one of the tools that's going to help you or hurt you in the process. So we want to give ourselves the best chance to succeed. That means no note-taking. Simply participate fully in each exercise, and I guarantee success. When you take notes, your brain checks out. It knows you've got a backup plan. You're not going to concentrate on the subtleties of what your brain is doing, and you just won't have as much fun. When you succeed, you'll amaze yourself. Now, if you've taken notes, your brain goes, eh, no big deal. It's all written down in front of me. But when you haven't taken notes and you succeed, you'll be even more impressed with your abilities. There. Have I made myself clear? No note-taking. Now, before we get started with the exercises, we need to talk a little bit about why we're having this renaissance of concern over our memory. Well, technology has a lot to do with it. 
with all the cell phones, speed dial, electronic calendar devices, address books, email list, our brains are getting lazy. If you lost your cell phone, would you be able to call your family member? A business associate? Could you remember your doctor's appointment without your calendar? I sense a few scared faces out there. You're right. Most of us would find it hard to function without all of those toys that help us on a daily basis. Now, I'm not saying you should trash all of those things, but I think 100% reliance on such crutches like that can get you in trouble. Make your brain lazy and take away that mental edge that you should have. What is memory? You hear people say, I have a terrible memory. I just can't remember things like I used to. I'm great with faces, but terrible with names. You've heard some of these and probably said some of these. Tonight, we're going to clear things up. You don't have a bad memory. You just haven't learned the right way to remember. The first thing we need to do is clear up exactly what your memory really is. First of all, it's not a thing. You can't touch it, taste it, weigh it, x-ray it. The doctors can't pop your head open and say, oh, that looks like a bad memory. We've got to get that thing out of there. You look like a candidate for a memory transplant. Experts don't even know what happens when you remember or where it happens in the brain. And the most important thing to remember is that it's not a noun, it's a verb. It's like walking. You can do it, but you can't hold it in your hand. When you activate your memory, you're pulling stuff from all parts of your brain. The more details there are to the memory, the faster and more detailed the memory is. Was there action, color, smell, emotion? Did it happen once or for a period of time? How long ago did it happen? What mood were you in when it did happen? Where did it happen? Were you alone or were you with others? Were you thinking about something else when the event happened? Now, all of these things affect how you remember. Throughout our lives, we may have learned little sayings that have helped with different things. Most areas of the country practice daylight savings time. Did you ever learn spring forward, fall back? That tells you to move your clock forward in the spring and back in the fall. All right, here's another one. What about in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue? You may have had other ones in school, but are these really going to help you now? What about techniques to help you with everyday task? Let's take, for example, a list of errands you need to run. The cleaners, grocery store, library, hardware store, bank, bakery, garden store, department store, relative's house, and donation center. That was a quick list. Could you repeat those back in the right order? Eh, sure, you might get a couple of them because they're familiar to you. But you probably couldn't remember many of them 10 minutes from now. All right, let's try it another way. Let me tell you a little story. My car was locked, so I got a five-foot coat hanger to open the lock. As soon as the lock was open, my car turned into a giant watermelon. I shoved my hand in the watermelon and pulled out a thick book. I drove a shiny gold nail into the thick book and it burst into a hundred pirate coins. The pirate coins began to grow into yummy little birthday cakes that were eaten by a huge cake-eating plant. The plant was being shot by arrows from the bow of the Statue of David wearing yellow polka dot boxers.
Hmm. Interesting story. Let me read the story again. This time, close your eyes. See if you can follow along. Create a visual image of those silly items mentioned in the story. All right, here we go. Close your eyes. If you're driving your car, please do not close your eyes. Thank you. My car was locked, so I got a five-foot coat hanger to open the lock. As soon as the lock was open, my car turned into a giant watermelon. I shoved my hand in the watermelon and pulled out a thick book. I drove a shiny gold nail into the thick book, and it burst into a hundred pirate coins. The pirate coins began to grow into yummy little birthday cakes that were being eaten by a huge cake-eating plant. The plant was being shot by arrows from the bow of the statue of David wearing yellow polka dot boxers. Did you follow along? Some of you may actually have been one step ahead of me. You could see the image before I said it. All right, this time I want you to repeat after me as I say the story. All right, everybody now. My car was locked, so I got a five-foot coat hanger to open the lock. My car was locked, so I got a five-foot coat hanger to open the lock. As soon as the lock was open, my car turned into a giant watermelon. As soon as the lock was open, my car turned into a giant watermelon. I shoved my hand in the watermelon and pulled out a thick book. I shoved my hand in the watermelon and pulled out a thick book. I drove a shiny gold nail into the thick book. I drove a shiny gold nail into the thick book. And it burst into a hundred pirate coins. And it burst into a hundred pirate coins. The pirate coins began to grow into yummy little birthday cakes. The pirate coins began to grow into yummy little birthday cakes that were being eaten by a huge cake-eating plant. That were being eaten by a huge cake-eating plant. The plant was being shot by arrows from the bow. The plant was being shot by arrows from the bow of the statue of David wearing yellow polka dot boxers. Of the statue of David wearing yellow polka dot boxers. That was a mouthful. Now I'm going to tell you the story again a little bit faster. My car was locked, so I got a five-foot coat hanger to open the lock. As soon as the lock was open, my car turned into a giant watermelon. I shoved my hand into the watermelon and pulled out a thick book. I drove a shiny gold nail into the thick book, and it burst into a hundred pirate coins. The pirate coins began to grow into yummy little birthday cakes that were being eaten by a huge cake-eating plant. The plant was being shot by arrows from the bow of the Statue of David wearing yellow polka dot boxers. Now, most of you were right there with me, and many of you were one step ahead of me. In fact, you may have been saying to yourself, faster faster, I'm right there with you. All right. What happened when the car was opened? It turned into a giant watermelon. What was pulled out of the watermelon? A thick book. What was eating the birthday cakes? A huge cake eating plant. What was David wearing? Yellow polka dot boxers. What's the point of all of this? What is this crazy story about? Well, it's your list of errands. The cleaners first item on the list, converts to a coat hanger. It's a picture, picture of the cleaner's coat hanger, just a symbol. The grocery store converts to a watermelon. Library converts to a book. Hardware store converts to a nail or other item. Bank is the money, pirate coins. Bakery, birthday cakes. Garden store is the plant. Department store um, well, actually, I used a bow and arrow to remind me of the department store, Target. Target arrows. Good. All right, the relative's house. I need to visit my brother David. So David, my brother, converts into the statue of David. And the donation center. 
I'm dropping off some clothes, so those clothes convert into the boxers, the yellow polka dot boxers. So listen to the story again this time with all that in mind. My car was locked, so I got a five-foot coat hanger, the cleaners, to open the lock. As soon as the lock was open, my car turned into a giant watermelon, the grocery store. I shoved my hand into the watermelon and pulled out a thick book, library. I drove a shiny gold nail, hardware store, into the thick book, and it burst into a hundred pirate coins, the bank. The pirate coins began to grow into yummy little birthday cakes, the bakery that were being eaten by a huge cake-eating plant, the plant store. The plant was being shot by arrows, target, from the bow of the statue of David, my relative's name, wearing yellow polka dot boxers, the donation center. So, this is the first lesson, converting everything into a vivid picture. Your brain understands pictures. It sees pictures. Everything we do tonight will be converting things into pictures. Now, you might say, Jimmy, I have a hard time visualizing pictures in my head. If that's you, just think of the words and your brain will translate into pictures without you even thinking about it. Now, this is where you have to get creative. If you're not normally creative, then think of this as a brain trainer. It's a must to improving that memory. Our list of errands has just gotten fun. Now, there are a few rules. Put some action to the story and make the items descriptive and out of the normal realm of what could happen in regular existence. Sure, they're birthday cakes, but hundreds of yummy little birthday cakes? Eh, that's something to jar your memory. Who was shooting the arrows? The statue of David. I guarantee you this stuff will stick with you. This is called linking. We converted our list to pictures and linked each picture to the next. Now, you don't have to know the whole list at once. You just have to know them one at a time. The first image takes you to the second. The second takes you to the third. Now, it's important to set your story up so you can remember the first item. I knew that I'd be driving to accomplish my list, so I started the story with the action of getting in the car. Does that make sense? Now, that took a little while. You're probably sitting there wondering, why don't I just write the stuff down, look at the list as I go? Good question. Now, the time it took to demonstrate did take a little while. It's a new way of thinking. But once you practice this, it will happen quickly. You can add to your story throughout the day when you don't have access to a pen and paper, and you'll be amazed at how fun and rewarding it is not to have to rely on a list. Besides that, have you ever made out your errand list at home and walked right out the door without it? Once again, you're a victim of the lazy brain. All right, now you've got your errand list. What happens when you get to the grocery store and there are 10 things on your list that you need? Can I make up another story for my grocery items? Sure you could. Okay, I hope you enjoyed this Better Memory Master class, part number one. You can replay it at any time and brush up on your memory hacks. Thanks for engaging your brain in the fun. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Before you go, here's our rule of thumb from today's episode. Ooh, a thumb tip. <laughs>
And that's a wrap for today's episode of The Thumbbody Show. We've explored the fascinating world of memory enhancement and discovered some valuable insights to help us sharpen our remembering abilities. Before we part, let's recap today's episode and leave you with a handy rule of thumb to boost your memory power. We started off by acknowledging the convenience of technology and how it's become an integral part of our lives, but we also recognize the potential downside. Our brains may become a bit lazy when we rely too heavily on our devices to remember things for us. Our memory muscles need a workout too. Throughout the episode, we uncovered the science behind memory and discussed the importance of striking a balance between technology and our natural cognitive abilities. We explored ancient memory-enhancing techniques, practical tips, and strategies to help us reclaim control over our memory function. So, here's the rule of thumb to keep in mind. Embrace technology as a helpful tool, but don't let it replace your own memory power entirely. Challenge yourself to remember important information without immediately reaching for your phone or digital assistant. Engage in memory exercises such as mnemonics, visualization techniques, and chunking information to train your brain and enhance your recall abilities. Remember, our memory is a remarkable tool that can be strengthened and honed with practice by actively engaging in memory exercising and reducing our reliance on technology. We can cultivate a sharper memory that serves us well in various aspects of life. Thank you for joining me on this memory-boosting adventure today. I hope you found valuable insights and practical takeaways to apply in your daily life. Stay curious, keep challenging your memory, and tune in next time for more engaging conversations on The Thumbbody Show. Ready to become a part of the most exclusive club around? Wow, really? The Thumbbody Club is where it's at. As a member, you'll get a membership card. Oh, yeah. Be a part of the global community of Thumbbodies and receive a super secret weekly club newsletter. Wow. But that's not all. We've got a bag full of tricks coming throughout the year. Just go to imthumbbody.com to sign up. And the best part? It's totally free and worth every penny. <laughs> Don't miss out on this amazing opportunity. Join the Thumbbody Club today.